Industry Insider is only available at Promo Corner, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Each Monday, they discuss, dissect, and debate a single issue impacting the world of promotional marketing from every industry perspective. Now, it's time for Promo Corner's Industry Insider. Welcome to another edition of the Industry Insider, your promotional products podcast where you can get all the nerdy news you need to know about. My name is Jeff Franklin, National Accounts Manager with Headwear USA, and I'm joined today by three other lovely folks. But before we get to them, uh, this fine broadcast that you're about to tune into, or that you are tuning into, I should say, uh, is brought to you by TechWeld, uh, our good friends over at TechWeld, USA-made in a world filled with worry regarding overseas products. They've got many USA-made products to help separate themselves from the promotional products pack. Uh, they've got hand sanitizer SKUs. Look, the Delta variant's out there. Uh, coronavirus is still a thing, believe it or not. And uh, ultimately, hand sanitizers do help combat the spread. Uh, and the CDC recommends sanitizing and washing hands to help prevent the spread of the disease. And they have many sanitizer SKUs that help combat the spread of the virus. Um, if you haven't noticed, things have picked up in the promo world a bit. Uh, there's been some news come out in the industry recently about some benchmarking and some different sales numbers. So really excited about what's coming. But ultimately, TechWeld has uh, some really great kit uh, items. Kits are still big. People are still working from home. And uh, so they've got this kit initiative. And so initially, they're actually, they've got eight different uh, stock packaging for their kits. They've got an EVA bag, a PVC tent pouch, PVC tube, the organza bag, pillow pouch. Um, they've got a, a BTL 202, which is a 30 ounce tumbler and also the retro lunch boxes. Uh, not many players in the industry are focusing too heavily on kits, uh, which really allows them to hone in on the market uh, and market these products uh, and expand upon their already vast kit line. So go check those out at techweld.com. That's T-E-K-W-E-L-D.com. You won't be sorry that you did. Uh, why don't we say hi to Stephen McFadden first? Because Meg's got a story for us that that we're gonna we're gonna save up for, build up, build build up some suspense for. Stephen, I've got nothing. I'm doing well, man. I've got nothing as exciting, uh, but I'm on the edge of my seat. We Fair were, enough, Meg we Herbert. How are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. All right, <laughs> all right, guys. So I'm good. Um, I have a little bit of a story. Of what happened yesterday to me? And whew, this hybrid environment is tough because we're trying to do it all, right? Um, don't text and drive. Don't do it. Um, so you guys understand like white noise. You hear it all the time. You start to drown it out. When I was in the Navy, um, I was down in the uh, aft IC and we had 400 hertz going constantly. And if you don't know what that is, it's like, ah, like constant. So um, when it goes off, you're just like, what's, what's different? So I'm going to show you guys. Um, so right back here is a bridge. <laughs> it's a draw bridge. It's a draw bridge. So coming over that draw bridge and I at the corner of my eye, I see like the yellow flashing, but I was, it was like corner of my eye and I go like maybe 20 more yards and I was like, oh, I should stop. <laughs> I should stop. But mind you, I hear this, this siren all the time, 20 times a day when I'm here. So when I heard it, it was just like white noise. So then I'm like, all right, there's no one behind me. I'm going to put it in reverse. So I go to reverse and then this whole booth guy gets out. <laughs> And he's screaming, go, go, like with so much like enthusiasm. I panic, right? I, I panic. Also something that you drowned out because you're used to hearing people in the background go, go, Meg, go, go, Meg, <laughs> right? Like, you know, you're just used to hearing people cheer you on. So that's, I can imagine how that could have like, been. Did you jump it? Did you jump the bridge? Did you jump the drawbridge? 
hold on, hold on. So then I drop it into drive. I'm like full panic mode and I hit the gas, like floor it. You dropped it into drive. What the hell were you in before? But I was reverse. in reverse. Was I was in reverse. reverse. So okay. my car is, I have a big truck. It's not necessarily like the fast and furious type. So when I went to drive from reverse, it didn't do anything. It like just sat there for like a second. And I was like, oh my God, did I put it in neutral? So now I'm really panicking. This guy's still screaming, go, go. So I like, and then I finally just went. <laughs> I committed to flooring it. By then, the red light is flashing and the sirens are going. And I'm like, and he's like, go. <laughs> so I go. I went 90 miles over that bridge. And as I look in the rear view, it was coming up. So meaning it wasn't coming up like I was going to go off of it. It was coming up. So I would have gone down. So oh. do you, I'm shaking just thinking about it. I laughed about it all night. It was pretty funny because that happened to me. I'm alive. I'm here. But yes. So if your sales rep says, hey, I'm on the road today. Can you email me? Just email them. <laughs> it's so much easier. <laughs> That's all. That's my story. Wonderful. Well, we're glad you're still alive. Can you go back to the drawbridge and get an interview from the man that was yelling at you? I want yeah, to please. Your... We'll hold. Yeah. Like, I wish he just would have like minded his own business because I was already going in reverse. I was already safe. I was well past where that drawbridge would have come up. Go! Oh my God. Fine. <laughs> All right. Well, that's an uh, incredible story. So glad we got to hear it. Thank you for sharing that for the show uh, or saving it for the show. Uh, but we're joined today by uh, a very special guest. It was actually our first time uh, special guest on the show ever. He was our first guest, right, Danny? Yeah, proud to be uh, here again. Uh, yes, in, in finally back. Yeah, you guys have just really uh, done an amazing job bringing, uh, I don't know, up-to-date news, a uh, lot of, um, I'll say, uh, discussion points. Uh, I think you brought up some things that have made uh, the whole industry think a little bit differently about the issues we're all dealing with, uh, whether they're right or wrong. It feels like the debates and you know that you guys have on this podcast or this live broadcast is it's always uh, welcomed, and I think the industry is uh, grateful to have you. So thanks, and thanks for having me. Oh, that's awesome, man. Thank you. <laughs> Nobody else wants to say thank you. Oh, I, like oh, I said appreciate it. It was just <laughs> under muddled. I emailed him. And they want him to crash. Well, hey, Danny, that's a really, uh, really, really cool logo slash sticker slash patch you have on your shirt there. What What's that all about? Yeah, uh, Promo Cares, maybe. Uh, something Meg, Meg and I are deeply involved in. Um, you know, I, can I throw it to you, Meg? I mean, you've done so much work on, on this first event that we're bringing to life uh, in the industry around Mel Health. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Oh, well, I don't want to take away from the podcast itself, but we've, we've making a really big push um, through the promo cares board. We decided to partner with NAMI um, and fight and head on uh, fight head on mental illness and the stigma around it. So we sent out some kits to a few of our friends and inside those kits is some marketing pieces. And we have, there's a journal, there's a coffee mug, there's some amazing smelling coffee. There's some t-shirts, there's pajama pants. Um, and then this week we actually have the box, um, which was really cool because what most people don't know is that sustainability is one of the, the five pillars for promo cares. And you know, when you're setting out these kits, it's 
is that sustainable? What's going to happen to it? Well, this box is made out of recycled materials. And not only can you reuse it, it if you don't want to reuse it, it is 100% recyclable. So uh, keep an eye out over the next several weeks. There's going to be a ton of marketing, a ton of fun posts. And we're excited about this. And uh, Promo Cares patch and that box was this week. So um, if you have the patch and you have the sticker, um, show us where you're going to stick yours for sure. Yeah, and I think I think the key important here is important element here is that this event will allow you to basically invest either in yourself or have your organization invest in you. So you get time to sleep in uh, in, in the fall. There'll be a day that we have selected. Uh, it's, it's daylight savings time. And uh, that money goes straight to uh, NAMI that focuses on mental health issues. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's such a cool idea because uh, rest is important, you know, recharging, being productive, uh, not working god awful hours. Now that we're working at home, it feels like we're working 24 seven. So how do we separate that and get back to, you know, healthy work, um, I'll say habits. So um, join us. It's going to be fun. Awesome. Well, yeah, uh, not talking about that this week as far as the topic goes. I know we talked about that last week with Dave Schultz. So if you missed last week's episode, go check that out for everything sleep in for good. But wanted to mention it since I saw the uh, the awesome week one item on your chest there, Danny. So thank you for that. Uh, but we are here to talk to you today about uh, a venture that Danny uh, and his team are doing over there uh, called uh, Band Together, if you haven't heard of it. Um, but first of all, Danny, just in case people didn't hear the first time you were on the show, we do like to give our guests a good three to four minute introduction of themselves, who you are, what you've been doing in the industry, how you got started in the industry, that sort of thing. So uh, why don't you take the take the floor? Yeah, I uh, got into the industry. I think it, it goes back to getting in trouble when I was in uh, junior high and high school, had a lot of demerits, got in trouble, had to do community service. Um, I, I found my way uh, enjoying community service. So got involved in uh, organizations like Operation Smile, and I could go on and on about um, some really neat things that I got exposed to when I was a kid. That allowed me to uh, to work my way into an out-of-state college at UNC Chapel Hill, in which my parents said, if you want to uh, go to an out-of-state school, you pay the, the delta on, that's a bad word to use, the difference on, um, on, on the uh, cost. And I really thought long and hard about it, and I decided to go to UNC and uh, decided I, I would figure out a way to make up that income. And, and I, I did by selling t-shirts door to door uh, when I was on campus. Every Duke sucks iteration of a shirt you can think of. They're in the college archives now, digital museums. It's really cool to look back on that. Uh, my favorite shirt was the uh, top 25 things you need to do before you graduate from Carolina. And it was all these things like drink from a blue cup and, you know, and skip class and, you know, going, going on down, go get uh, student nosebleed seats in the Dean Dome. And at the very end, it said, go to class. Uh, but uh, made good money, paid, paid part of my way through school, uh, befriended a, a screen printing group at, uh, in town in Chapel Hill, a uh, long-haired sort of flower child type of guy who owned it, uh, and um, learned a lot about culture and making and creativity. And, and after about eight years there, I uh, decided to start the brand fuel with my business partner and also longtime friend, Robert Fiveash. And so we've been at it together for uh, 20, almost 24 years, and we've been friends for almost mm -hmm. 40 and, um, and that partnership has been just, I don't know, the, the greatest gift of my life outside of the family and band together, which we'll talk about. And, um, and, and we've learned a lot from each other and continue to you know, search forward in the industry to do it differently, differently than any organization has before. Um, and we also agreed that you know, something that was important to brand fuel and to us was to serve. And uh, what that showed up as in this industry is um, serving on the PPAI board, uh, Robert has done the same. He's, he ran uh, Promo Kitchen. We both were 
uh, founders of that, uh, you know, running and starting um, Promo Cares with Roger Burnett and, and the team that's there now. Um, involved in Reciprocity Road, starting that with uh, great organizations, 10 companies that are committed to brand good, doing good with their brands uh, and focusing on you know, great suppliers like the two that are on this podcast right now um, and driving business there, but also giving a percentage of rebate back to our sales teams and our, and our staff. Um, so really this whole thing around giving, which I think is, is a pretty big part of the topic today, uh, it's embedded in, in what Brandfuel does, uh, but also what, you know, what I'm trying to do in my life, trying to leave this place a little better than I found it. And, um, and it's I, everything I do is, is with others. So I'm a co-founder, I'm a co-president, uh, and uh, I like to give a lot of credit to the people around me that um, have been a big part of helping build the things that I've been able to be a part of leading. So proud of that. There you go. That's awesome. Thank you for the intro. Uh, and yeah, I mean, Danny, you're one of the best people in the industry for sure. Uh, everything that you've done, I think you've already definitely made the industry much, much better than it was prior to you for sure. So thank you for everything that you do for us and for the industry. So um, we are here to talk about Band Together. And uh, this is a really cool, uh, really cool event that I really knew nothing about until uh, Meg had mentioned it as a topic to, to bring up. Um, so I'm glad she did because this is a really cool event. And I'm actually looking forward to doing it at some point down the road. So uh, before we really go into uh, too much of detail, um, why don't you just give us a brief synopsis of what Band Together is and sort of what, how it all got started? Yeah, Band Together has become a known as uh, the, the largest concert of its kind in the Southeast and possibly, you know, the world, the universe, uh, ongoing concert, I will say. Um, but uh, it's, it's much more than that. Um, the concert's used, obviously, to raise money for um, causes in the community. Uh, when it started, it was we're hitting our 20th year stride here. It was started 9/11, uh, reaction to trying to help those families who had victims in 9/11, mostly firefighters and policemen and women who um, died. We were trying to take care of their families in some way, and the idea was uh, initially, you know, that that fateful question of what what can we do? Uh, we're in Raleigh, uh, and and there's a lot going up on in New York City, and and our response was initially a friend said, why don't we have a wine tasting? Uh, you know, we'll invite our friends along, charge a hundred bucks a head. And, and my response was, we didn't have that many friends. So we, we, we probably couldn't, you know, raise that much money. You know, even $5,000 wouldn't be a big difference for, for people. And so the idea I had was to create a concert and bring the community together during this difficult time and allow firefighters and, and policemen and women to come to this event, this concert, to tell their story, um, to come for free, to enjoy um, this, the community that they had supported in so many ways. And, um, and we brought firefighters down from New York City and, and we call it Band Together for Our Heroes. The, word band, the words Band Together have a lot of meaning. Obviously bands, we have bands at the show, but banding together um, as a community and then, and then banding together with other nonprofits. So from there, we, we have since started to invest in um, not raising money for organizations, we raise money uh, with organizations. So this idea around partnership philanthropy or open philanthropy is a part of the model. Uh, that's something I'm really proud of because uh, when you raise money for an organization, um, you, can, you can do a really good job, but when you're raising money with an organization, that adage that is, uh, if you wanna go fast, 
you know, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Uh, and in our case, band together. Uh, that's allowed us to take uh, our mission to super large heights to million dollar um, fundraising efforts. Uh, so we choose a different cause in the, um, in the community every year through a rigorous vetting process. And, and we do that partnership thing for an entire year. And then we basically party our asses off with live music and beer and dancing in the aisles and building community and telling our stories and celebrating the nonprofit works that happen out there. Um, we say we're a mullet, you know, we're, we're business in front and party in back. So the equivalent of a mullet, I think is kind of interesting. Um, I'm trying to rock mine a little bit on a haircut in a while, but um, getting ready for October 23rd when we have uh, a lot of folks coming in from the industry to celebrate what we're doing this year, which is um, instead of a one-to-one -one model where we raise money for one cause, we're raising money for a uh, hundred different nonprofit organizations this year. Um, they're all focused on doing one or multiple things in, this, um, in these three categories. Uh, cradle to Career is one, Healthy Families is another, and then the last one is Equity and Leadership. And so these nonprofits have been selected. Uh, we're going to raise $2 million this year. Uh, we're a little more than uh, a third of the way there on the fundraise, which is great. Uh, so we're heading in the right direction. But each of those nonprofits will receive $20,000. Uh, and we'll have great music from Krungbin. Uh, try and spell that. Uh, Big Daddy Kane. And then Lee Fields and the Expressions. Uh, kind of a James Brown, Al Green kind of setup. And it's just going to be so much fun and I hope we get a chance to talk about all the people flying in to, to take part in it as well. So you so mentioned every, that, uh, go ahead, Meg. Oh no, so, all right, real quick. So every year I somehow always find out about it like right after it ends and I'm so mad and I'm like, <laughs> I missed it again. I think last year I, I thought you were like rescheduling something for September. There was something going on in September and so I like signed up for it right away. I was like, I'm not gonna miss it this year. Yeah. And I don't, it was just like a, you had like a band that couldn't play and they were playing again and later on or something like that. Anyway, I'm invited this year. I'm going. I'm so yeah, excited. <laughs> so excited. That's all. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> Glad you're here and coming. No doubt. Yeah. It's, it's going to be more of a party with you there. I just no doubt in my mind. <laughs> hey, hey, Danny. So how, how do you guys go about raising the funds together with those groups? Is it through the, is it through ticket sales or is it still a free event or is it through just various yeah. initiatives? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question because I think a lot of people are like, oh, we should put on a concert and raise a lot of money for a cause. It is so much work, Stephen. Mm. Um, you know, the, the model, the music industry, is, I'm not going to say it's broken, uh, but bands need to get paid. And so um, especially when we have like supporting acts that are local that we really want to, you know, put on a, a massive stage like at Red Hat Amphitheater, 7,000 people seeing a small local band that we love. Um, so the model as far as the concert goes, we'd like to do better than break even, pay the bands. You know, we have fundraising things that happen uh, during the event, live paintings that we auction off. We have silent auction. Um, you know, we've got some, some celebrity activities that happen, text to give. Uh, we have t-shirt printing on site typically. So using promotional products for sure uh, mm -hmm. there. Uh, but we are um, we're looking at probably this year because it's going to be a sellout. I think there's a hundred tickets left out of, out of the 7,000 or so. Uh, but the idea is that, you know, we, we make a bit of money off of that, but the real money comes from fundraising. And what's important there, if you know anything about corporate fundraising or sorry, um, nonprofit fundraising is that um, most nonprofits are getting their money from government foundations, grants, um, churches, sometimes individuals. 
Um, there's a lot of work that happens in event fundraising, and that's a lot of work for them. So, you know, there's, that's a piece of the pie. Uh, the last sliver of the pie for um, nonprofits is corporate markets. And the thing that's interesting to me is that Band Together is the converse of that. So if you had a, um, a Venn diagram and you did an overlap, uh, the majority of our funding is coming from corporations. And so companies today are really looking for opportunities for cause marketing, to put a halo over their brand in some way, to engage employees and their families, to maybe engage um, their customers and thank them and bring them to an event like we have. So there's this marketing component that's pretty cool. And so I always say when, when philanthropy, marketing, music, and family come together, uh, I'm in my happiest zone. Uh, but the money really does come from companies that are committed uh, to, to nurturing their, their backyard. The whole B Corporation movement is a part of this, um, taking care of community and taking care of employees and recognizing them. And of course, there are volunteer opportunities as well. And those that are flying in, the promo mofos, uh, to come enjoy um, that concert, they're also going to be working that day to help set up and, and get the, uh, the event space prepared for you know, 7,000 people. <laughs> that was a bad time to take a drink. <laughs> it's all bad. I timed it. Really, Sorry. Really, and you're welcome. <laughs> really good timing. Um, so, yeah, I was going to ask, because I know you mentioned that uh, you're a third of the way there with the fundraising and all that. And I think, Stephen, you sort of alluded to that question as far as, like, how do you go about increasing or, or uh, raising the rest of those funds? Uh, and you'd mentioned promo and product sales and stuff like that while you're there, right? Yeah. It's interesting because, I, you know, as a, a business owner, um, I have relationships with a lot of companies and, um, and decision makers in particular in marketing. And so the question that you have to ask yourself, I think, when you're um, in that role where you have relationships with your customers and maybe you're also doing something on the nonprofit side, uh, is it okay to engage them, you know, outside of your business? And will that strain relationships or strengthen them? And, um, and, and you walk sort of a fine line. But my whole point is like, you know, there's 200,000 people living in poverty right now and struggling with food insecurity in our area. I mean, I, I think the number now is a little bit over 2,000 people are homeless in our area and there's need and there's an opportunity for um, organizations to actually do something about that. Mm -hmm. And again, employee engagement, corporate halo, you know, you're looking at ways where you can do cause marketing on site. Uh, you know, marketing at the event and use those tickets to distribute them to staff or customers and all those things really matter. And um, so I'm able to leverage those relationships and versus strain them and, um, and, and make those hard asks. And I didn't mention this, but I am leading the $2 million charge this year. So um, there's, there's a lot, of, I'm having some sleepless nights right now, frankly, because it's, it's not just about the money. It's about those people in need and, um, you know, I'm, I'm confident we're going to get there, but uh, we've got a very short runway. I mean, two and a half months to, to raise, you know, a million and a half dollars. Wow. Well, I'm sure you guys will get there because, you know, it, it just, it, it's a great cause. Like there's a lot of notoriety behind the event. Uh, Meg, you actually had a, a really interesting story that I'd like you to share with us as well. But uh, again, bandtogethernc.org. Uh, Comeback Fest is October 23rd, uh, 2021 at the Red Hat Amphitheater in Raleigh. But Meg, you were saying you were talking to some friends that were down in that area or something. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. And they immediately asked you what you were, like, they knew what you were doing. Yeah, so I was at the um, the shore last weekend with my best friend who's from Lancaster, okay? And her cousins were from Raleigh and they were in Marmora, okay? I don't know if you know where that is, but Marmora is down mm -hmm. the Jersey Shore. We get there and we were just talking. And I was like, oh, where are you guys from? They're like, Raleigh. I was like, oh, I'm, 
I'm going to be down there a couple of times this year. Um, my daughter's going to college, like about an hour south of there. And I'll actually be there in October. And they were like, why you coming here for band together? And I was like, actually I am. And it was so cool. Like, they've been <laughs> right. wanting to go. And I was like, I know somebody I'll get you in. <laughs> like, I really, That's great. but you know, I'm going to send really you an cool. email. I need a ticket. I know. Right. I don't have any. I don't you know have any. Bring it out there. That's great. I love the small world stories. There's so many good stories that we have uh, at Band Together. I mean, I could go on and on, uh, but I, I will say that um, you know they're, they're my favorite stories of Band Together, and I could get choked up talking about. So I'm gonna try not to, but I like to uh, often leave the crowd that I'm with and the run around the crazy. I'm out of the day to day now since I started it. Now I'm you know, I'm more immersed in fundraising and some of the strategy and the marketing and stuff that happens leading up to it. So I can party with all you guys. Um, but I like to peel away and stand in the audience and just watch the stage and the people really enjoying themselves. But I was, I was standing next to a gentleman um, who didn't look like me and uh, he was by himself. And we were watching um, kids on stage uh, from an organization we uh, supported called Kids Notes. And, um, and he was crying and uh, man, I get choked up now. Uh, he was crying and, and, uh, and I said, are you okay? And, and uh, he said, that's my son up there on stage and he's playing violin. This is, uh, you know, before the main band came on stage and, <clears throat> and, and he said, I'm just really proud of my, my kid. And I said, yeah, that's, that's amazing. Uh, I said, you know, how did you hear about what we're doing? He said, you know, my son, uh, you know, he's always wanted to play basketball and I told him there are other other ways to to grow and get, take a different path in this life, and and fortunately he found Kids Notes, this amazing organization that teaches kids um, how to use string instruments and provides them with instructions that's at no cost and gives them the um, the instruments. And these kids, all of a sudden, their their grades start to improve. And he was telling me the story, the thing that I was selling all this time that I just I had a moment with him in the, in the crowd. And uh, those are the moments for me that just make it all worthwhile. Wow. I don't even know where to go from that. That's an incredible, incredible story. I could tell you more stories, but I'll start crying. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm kind of a, I don't know, I'm, I'm emotional about it because it's 20 years, man. It's a lot of people's lives that have been um, affected positively. And, you know, and, and that I think the best part of all this is that um, as much need as there is in the community, um, you know, fun is this core value that we have. And, you know, live music brings people together. It builds community. It's a common language. And if you go to the show to see the band and you don't know anything about band together, maybe we convert you to a volunteer if we do our job. Uh, and if you go to the show just to support the cause that matters to you, maybe we convert you to a music fan and, and you're turned on by, you know, maybe a local band that gets to see some of the benefit of that and you going to see them again or buying their t-shirts, right? So, well, in, eff in uh, an effort not to make it serious again, I do have a, a question for uh, the future of Band Together. What, what do you, where do you see it going? Like, do you have any, have you guys given a five-year, 10-year plan to this thing since it keeps growing and, and yeah. uh, any, any thoughts on that? Yeah, it's, I mean, this is one, like, I could give you the lot, the, all the different things that we could do. Um, band together. When I stepped away after year 13, I never stepped away, but I stepped out of the boardroom to um, it's called capacity building, helped create a pathway for us to invest in staff. 
when when I was leading it, we were raising about a half a million dollars. Now we're you know quadrupling that um, because we have staff and we're leveraging partnerships. So this idea of collaboration versus competition. Um, so we have you know Thorne and Hannah are two staff members, and they are just so dynamic and committed, and they love music and they they care about community and they're just good people. So. The board now is, is leading the charge on the strategic plan, but I will say there is an opportunity for us to have a, a band together tour and do the same thing in multiple communities. You know, send Krung Bin and you know, Lee Fields and the Expression, Big Daddy Kane on a, on a five city tour and raise $10 million for a specific cause. Uh, we're partnering with United Way of Wake County, but United Way is all around the country. So that partnership could actually become the trigger to not only um, having a larger footprint in terms of giving in communities, but also allowing us to get more national sponsors, more national recognition, um, and really seizing the day when we have a big you know, issue in, in our world, whether it's a something that's weather related uh, or COVID related, where we could be very well positioned for massive growth, Stephen. Um, but one thing that I will tell you is, and anybody who's serving on a board, and I hope everybody listening, watching is doing some sort of uh, investment in their community through nonprofits, um, that bigger isn't always better. Uh, and, and this is something that I thought was the truth. And, you know, my first 10 years, we can do more. Do we have capacity? Can we raise more money? Can we help more people? Can we put on more bands, more shows, more concerts, more volunteers, um, sell more tickets? Um, and, and I think that was okay in the beginning, but at some point in time, I realized that we were straining relationships or volunteers were burning out. Um, we weren't doing as good a job, uh, nurturing sponsor relationships, and so what I say now is that uh, bigger isn't better, better is better. And so um, for the last 20 years, we've tried to make it better. And every year I think it does get better. Uh, and so that now we're poised to be able to take it to, you know, a grander level, whether that's, you know, bigger in, in, in the national scope or otherwise, but, but that is something that's on the radar. Honestly, 30 minutes into the podcast and, and dropping the biggest nugget I've heard in quite a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> better is better. Better is better. That's so simple, but so, so true, you know? That's awesome. Thanks. Well, I, I, I do want to... Oh, go ahead. You have no, a question? Go ahead. Go ahead, Jeff. No, no, no. Mine's going to go down a, a little bit more serious path, so go ahead. Okay. So, um, I'm, all right, then I'll just be real quick. You guys raised $2 million before for the Step Up Ministry. And um, prior to that, I think the biggest one was maybe like 852000 which still is an incredible. Are you, and then it was like $1 million, $1.3. You're still hitting the million dollar mark. Um, what What's different from that? Or are you guys trying to go off the same, you know, game plan? You know, what made it, that one so special where you were able to get to that $2 million? So we're not at the $2 million yet. That's this year. Uh, or you're talking about step up, um, step yeah. up. So our success, and this is really interesting, I think for anyone, um, you know, I was just talking about, um, you know, collaboration versus competition. I think if you're looking at growing your business or a nonprofit or whatever it may be, I think this idea of like, um, collaboration is super, super important. It's been a, a big part of like every organization I'm involved in, um, the idea there with Step Up was uh, that they were going to uh, really go uh, hardcore into their fundraising efforts. They had certain goals and they were also invested in what we'll call um, social innovation and social entrepreneurialism, where they were um, creating 
or impact um, through innovation in the nonprofit sector. So they had some really big ideas. And when you have big ideas and you've got an organization that's doing a lot of work and you've got multiple organizations and people invested in fundraising for that, um, you can create some FOMO around, um, you know, trying to be a part of what they're doing. And I think that was it. The messaging was great. The marketing was great. We had a larger footprint with that organization. They happen to have more people on their board who are active fundraisers. Uh, a lot of boards are not active fundraising boards. Um, and, you know, we work with them, coach them. We, we basically try and help them find, you know, the, help them be the very best they can be through this, you know, one year partnership experience. And it happened then. So, um, this year is a little bit different, though, because we've got the resources of the United Way. And so I'm even more confident uh, And the, in the 100 nonprofits that we've selected to be recipients of the funds. They're also doing work. So you've got, you know, 102 organizations at it. Um, so there's 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 hope. Awesome. I did want to ask just because, and we talked about this a little bit on the phone last week, Danny, but, uh, you know, I feel like because of where we still are with COVID and, you know, things not being completely we'll call it back, right? Yeah. Um, you know, concerts and live sporting events and things like that are starting to come back and get there and things like that. So uh, I, I think this is a, an amazing thing. And it's a really big feat, I think, to put on something that's that's live right now in October as well. So how are you guys approaching that this from like the coronavirus standpoint? And what are you guys doing to, you know, take measures and in, into or precautions and things like that? Like, you, I know you're going to be following like state guidelines and things, but um, I think it's a, it's a really big task and something that, you know, is probably, you know, worth discussing at least. Yeah, I'm glad you brought it up because I think it, this is, you know, serving in the PPA boardroom for four years, I can tell you that they're struggling with the same thing, you know, what's going to happen at Exco, what if, what if, what if, and so you're creating basically, as an organization, we're creating like the what if scenarios, and as a board, whether it's PPAI or band together, trying to figure out, you know, what do we do when and if, so let's create the planning in advance, don't wait, um, if this happens, then we do that. And the board's already approved it. And so you know what the strategy is. So staff and volunteers can approach it that way. Um, in a nutshell, if, if for some reason we can't have this sold out show, uh, you know, and, and we'll have to figure out what to do in Raleigh. There'll be a lot of things for people who decide to still come anyway. Some great, um, great things to do here. But uh, we will postpone the show. Uh, we will have the show in April. And, um, you know, and, and we'll, we'll have to refund tickets for those who want their money back. Um, last year, we didn't, or two years ago, we didn't have COVID, but um, St. Paul from St. Paul and the Broken Bones, a headliner, he had laryngitis the day of the show. So the band played anyway, and they were amazing. Uh, but they agreed to play again in a second date. So we honored those tickets. And out of the, you know, 6,000 tickets or so that were sold, there may be 150 people who asked for their money back. So I'm just going to use a term that... Um, Denise Tashiro uses occasionally. It's uh, it's called the elasticity of forgiveness, and I think there's a lot of power in that in the nonprofit world. Where you know, I hope, I think sponsors and people who bought tickets, I hope they'll be forgiving and understand, and they won't you know take the money back for these causes that actually still need it. Because the difference that Band Together delivers with what we do versus another nonprofit is that you're not just writing a check to to a cause; you're getting this concert experience. Um, and this marketing experience and this volunteer engagement experience and all of that. So we hope that the elasticity, elasticity of forgiveness is in play uh, if that happens, but it's not going to. We're all going to get healthy. Nobody else is going to die. I'm an optimist. So um, we're going to get through this. It's good. The show will go on. Awesome. 
All right. Do you guys have any other questions for Danny about band together or anything else to, to contribute? Looking forward to it. I'm kind of bummed I'm not going, to be honest with you. Like <laughs> well, I've looked it up and, and, and seen pictures of like past years and stuff. And it's like, man, I, 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 I'm kind of like getting the FOMO like Meg has had in the past. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it, it is something that, you know, you, you're invited. Everyone's invited. You know, I sent all this mass blind copy thing. of People that have just collected through the years that uh, like to they're probably the mullets, the people who care and they love live music. Um, and so uh, you know, everyone's invited, uh, and, you know, I do my best to be a host during a time, which is, it's always like a wedding weekend for me. So I'm stretched thin, but, uh, everybody being here together and having a good time is, it means a lot to me. And so I, I want to say thanks to those that are making the trip. Um, thanks to those, there's sponsors that we have that have been just so generous in our industry and I won't name them, uh, but there, there's so many that, you know, you are like, just, we haven't been able to do what we do without you. We raise a lot of money because we're using that product to help with fundraising, to thank people, to appreciate and, and recognize uh, folks. And then also, you know, we sell some of this stuff uh, at retail rates like t-shirts and we raise, you know, a lot of money for, for people that you'll never meet probably and and will be you know sparked by you know hope and 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 love and care and 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 just because you you're a generous organization um and just you know tying it all wrapping it up in a bow with promo cares you know that's what we're all about trying to uplift this this industry by doing good and uh so keep that up it helps our industry in a lot of ways how how people see our industry and the power of our medium can be used for good and, and you know standing for something, you know, maybe, you know, speaking out on a product, there's value in that uh, messaging. And just, you know, it just gives me so great, it's such great joy to be able to merge, you know, this industry that we're in this great industry with this great um, vehicle for fundraising and helping others. That's pretty incredible. And I think Mandy Rudd says it best. Let's be honest, Danny Rosen, the perpetual giver of goodness. Oh, gosh. Back at Mandy, man. Touche to you. Um, talk about a giver, um, you know, and, and I just think the all, entire promo care board. Perpetual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good group of folks. Thanks, Mandy. Um, but right back to you. I mean, all the stuff you guys do uh, in Kansas City. Wow. But I also like the, the fact that what they're doing uh, in Kansas City uh, is, you know, is like we're, we're learning from each other. They're sharing and we're sharing. We're trying to get better at what we do. Uh, so the big slick is yeah. very similar to band together in a lot of ways. And, and we've learned so much from them. So this, again, partnership, philanthropy, caring, sharing, not protecting, you know, we, we got to do more was, of that will be a better world. I was going to bring that up earlier in the podcast, but I was like, eh, maybe I shouldn't bring it up because I don't, I don't want anybody com to compare the two or, or think that I'm comparing the two because they are two different events, but uh, I'm very familiar with, uh, with big slick over conversations I've had with Mandy in the past. So uh, I, I see this as, as, you know, in a way being kind of a, a similar situation where you're giving back to, for an, an absolutely great cause. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Real quick on that. I think the thing that I love most about what they do, other than the work we're going to Children's Mercy Hospital and being on site with these kids and making their day, having these famous people come in, putting a smile on their faces, that's, that's probably the best part. But um, I think the second best part in regard to our our medium. If you're looking for a good way to fundraise, uh, the Big Slick always goes out. I think the organization is called Charlie Hustle uh, in Kansas City, famous screen printer. I think they have a designer on staff who creates a, a design that's um, that goes out into the marketplace where they sell a thousand t-shirts at a hundred dollars each. 
and um, and they sell out every year. And that money uh, from that T-shirt sale goes into the fundraising for Children's Mercy Hospital. You do the math on that. That's a it's a hundred thousand dollars. You know, take out some costs that goes right to the cause using a T-shirt with a cool design. And I guarantee you. And I've bought these shirts before. When I wear that shirt. Uh, people ask me about it. I can tell a story. I can connect with people. I'm proud. Uh, and I think that's the power of our medium, you know, right there. Uh, so um, great job, Big Slick, Mandy, Dave, all you guys keep that up. Absolutely. All right. Well, if you guys don't have any other questions, I guess we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. Do we, I, we probably want to skip the, uh, the rapid fire this week, right? Yeah, it's gone too long today. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Meg's on vacation. She's ready to go back to that, uh, back to the drawbridge <laughs> and see if she can actually yeah. jump it this time, guys. I don't go know. the other way go the go other, the other way, way so you can, yeah. you can jump the gap this time like, yeah, let's do it let's go we you just have to watch i mask <laughs> look you just have to watch uh some fast and furious movies and maybe the italian job before you do it to yeah. just you know get yourself psyched up but then, <clears> yeah. just go and next time he yells go just look out the window stare at him and rev the engine yeah. <laughs> like, like you like you, you know what you're about to do <laughs> Well, guys, if you enjoyed this podcast, it was brought to you by TechWeld USA, made in a world filled with worry, uh, you know, regarding overseas products. They offer many USA made products to help separate themselves from the promotional product pack. Uh, and they've got a lot of FDA compliant uh, products as well. In a time of uncertainty, knowledge that a product is FDA compliant is key in allowing a customer to feel at ease when placing an order. And they also love to create custom packaging. So at TechWeld, they've got this uh, it, it, create new sort of incentive and they, they create new every day. Uh, with their custom packaging division. And it's a great example that each box takes on a life of its own um, and they can work to meet your custom packaging specifications as well. So uh, go be sure to check them out at techweld.com. That's T-E-K-W-E-L-D.com uh, for more information. And uh, guys really appreciate the time, <clears throat> excuse me, the time today, Danny. It was awesome having you on again. Really, uh, really proud of you uh, and everything you're doing with uh, Band Together and everything you're doing in our industry uh, as a whole, man. Um, really appreciate you and glad to be able to call you a friend. Yeah, right back to all of you guys. Thank you. Yep, thank you. All right, guys. Well, we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. Take care. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.